Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Norm is sort of about uh, the upcoming WrestleMania. It's sort of about the WWE Peacock deal. It's sort of about Andrade and Selena Vega and Thea Trinidad and unionization. It's a it's a good, regular wrestling check-in. Uh, Norm is one of my favorite people to talk about wrestling with. And Norm is actually the most knowledgeable person I know in the wrestling field because he is not a promoter. He is not a wrestler. He is a journalist that covers professional wrestling which means he kind of knows what's going on, but he also uh, isn't drinking the Kool-Aid, which is probably a very good perspective. Please consider drinking the You, Me, Them, Everybody Kool-Aid since the pandemic. We now have a Patreon account. If you used to be one of those really nice people that came to our live shows, we don't have live shows because of a global pandemic. We are not professional wrestling. Please consider donating what you would do at a live show. It's in this podcast description. It's on our About page. Here's the show. Your day's job, your full-time job revolves around wrestling. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> is that, are you saying that out of fear or confidence? Out of fear because, out of fear because uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be really busy for me, obviously. Um, WrestleMania week next week, and that's basically, mm-hmm. yeah, balls to the wall stuff, isn't it? But, you know, I'm relishing the challenge. So you're the editor of Pro Wrestling Sheet, which means that you're more plugged into the wrestling ecosystem than pretty much anyone I know. Uh, um, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're not a wrestler. You're not a promoter, but you kind of have to know what's going on without, yeah, without being part of that. So you, mm-hmm. but you're also not so into it that like people are giving you tips that can may or may not be able to be verified. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, my predecessor at Pro Wrestling Sheet was very was uh, sort of well known as being a scoops guy who who uh, had a lot of inside sources and would would get a lot of um, you know exclusive story break a lot of exclusive stories and stuff. Um, that uh, I don't ha- quite have that many contacts yet, and I also have kind of a, a bit of a fear about. Uh, you know my 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 like motto right now is uh it's news when it's news <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, so, so i don't like this more from like a journalist standpoint than a aggregator standpoint um yeah for sure definitely yeah i mean i like to wait until if if a story comes out i like to make sure that there's you know that it's been it's sort of been verified in a couple of places i don't like to sort of run something where I just got like where just one person phoned me and said, Hey, I heard about this. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, my predecessor would wait till he had two people verify uh, something before he ran it. Um, but I mean, for me, it's a bit like I just, I, I've right now, I, I don't want to like run something and then have it um, end up be uh, not true. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a lot of that in wrestling journalism. Um, a lot of people just kind of jump the gun and publish. Uh, I guess there's a lot of like rumor and gossip stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and and like 90% of the time it does turn out to be accurate, but um, yeah, right now I'm just in fear of that 10%, uh, but we'll see what happens. Do you believe that rumor and gossip doesn't belong when it comes to wrestling journalism because what you're reporting on is inherently a mixture of theater and sport? Huh? I don't know about that. I think I definitely think there's a place for some of that because wrestling fandom for sure is a a big part of that culture is sort of gossip and rumor and just sort of 
you know, there's a, there's big communities that spring up from people that just talk chat and talk and fantasy book about gossips and rumors and all this stuff. Um, that's just, yeah, it's just not something that I'm, I, it's just not really something that I'm interested in doing right now. If like, if some other, if a bunch of other websites run the same thing, then I'll obviously I would, I would obviously pick that up too. But yeah, it's just. This yeah, will all not... get to Peacock, I promise. The reason I'm asking all these questions oh, is because the, the biggest story right now, other than WrestleMania, is probably Andrade. Yes, I would say so. Is That's that... for sure. Okay. So Andrade got his release earlier in March. It's the last day of March. We're recording this on Wednesday, March 31st, which means mm-hmm. he will not be at WrestleMania. Uh, I've read some places that he has a non-compete. I have not read that on your site. Um, mm-hmm. His uh, valet partner, whatever you want to call Selena Vega, Thea Trinidad, was released in November. Mm-hmm. The big difference is uh, she was talking about unionization at the time. And yes. her release had very little to do with in-ring anything because at the time she was on TV quite consistently. Hers was about, was it Twitch stream rights? Yeah. So last year, WWE decided to start cracking down on their um, the wrestlers' ability to do, to sort of, I guess, to monetize uh, outside think like to sort of monetize stuff on their own terms without the involvement of wwe so that included like youtube channels and twitch and Mm -hmm. cameos like they weren't allowed to do cameos and i think it was like they i think they they would basically the the new rule going forward was that they would have to if they wanted to do any of that stuff it would have to be with the involvement of wwe kind of thing now that's obviously a big issue because uh as we all know wwe talent are considered independent contractors um, but they're the only independent contractors that aren't allowed to work anywhere else <laughs> or even, you know, do their own thing when it comes to social media and YouTube, et cetera. Um, and yeah. And so um, Thea Trinidad, uh, Zelina Vega, she she responded, as did everybody who was involved, because there are a bunch of wrestlers who had very popular Twitch streams on YouTube channels and stuff and were told that they had to pull the plug on them. Um, she wasn't happy about it. And yeah, then she mentioned unionization, and suddenly she was uh, she no longer was employed by WWE. Now there has been no mention of unionization when Andrade was released. But by the way, he, it looks mm-hmm. like he asked for his release. Yeah, with Andrade, it's more like I think he. So it's quite it's quite interesting because he he first of all he asked for his release and then was granted his release like very soon after. There were, uh, and he, I've heard that he doesn't have a no compete and if he, which, which mean, which would mean he could, you know, perform anywhere. Like he, he was only released from his contract last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could show up on dynamite tonight, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think, uh, he, he did have COVID, um, so that if he's quarantining and that's going to like add a little bit more time to when he's going to be able to, you know, pop up in places. I don't know if he'll go to AEW anyway. He did an interview recently where he claimed he was earning $3 million a year with WWE, which is just outrageous. If true. I mean, he, if utilized correctly, he's definitely worth that, but he was sitting in catering. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I doubt he would have like, if, if Tony Khan wanted him at AEW, I, I doubt he would have to, match that but um he's not going to come cheap that's for sure the beauty with all this is it reminds me so much of what's going on right now with uh 
Francisco Lindor, uh, his contract with the Mets and how he wants X amount more and the backlash people on, not, not people, but some folks have against, oh, this athlete doesn't deserve X, Y, and Z. But it's like, you know, it's yeah. just coming out of a billionaire's pocket. Who cares? Like, uh-huh, yeah. these guys deserve every cent that they make or can leverage in making. So if Andrade is inflating his number by, I don't know, tenfold to get Tony Khan to pay him $4 million, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's make this a true battle of the billionaires because this brings me back to Selena and the Peacock deal. There still isn't unionization in professional wrestling. No, and it's quite wild. Um, and they do all they can to nip it in the bud whenever talk arises. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Um, and like what you were saying about the uh, baseball, I the same thing happens in the UK too. Every time a soccer player decides they want a bit more money, everyone freaks out and fans start going crazy. Like, oh, blah, 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 these greedy players or whatever. But it's like, who cares? The money's coming from some rich person anyway it's not coming out of your pocket um and you know it's just the same i guess it's the same it's not necessarily the same i think wrestling fans are a little bit more understanding when it comes to that kind of stuff like i don't think there weren't too many people who were you know who would begrudge uh let's say if um like Roman Reigns said he wanted a pay raise or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, too many people would would begrudge him that, especially because it's coming out of McMahon's pocket, you know. But but definitely, there's a few people that would say it was, you know, he was being wrestling is the most similar to me to baseball because it is really feast or famine. It's like you're either making a ton of money, and by a ton of actually, it's not a ton of money. You're either making like ten million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Between like five hundred thousand to ten million dollars a year, or you're making like fifty k doing the indies, maybe. Yes. And yeah. if you're making fifty k during the indies, you can't do that during COVID. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, COVID was devastating for a lot of indie wrestlers. It was, I mean, it was devastating for a lot of wrestlers who <laughs> work for WWE and AEW. Um, so yeah, if you're an independent wrestler, it really sucked. Uh, I think, I think I've seen, I think some. A few wrestlers lately have sort of relocated to Florida. Like indie wrestlers have sort of relocated that weren't in Florida have now relocated to Florida because I think mm-hmm. they know that that's where they can get some regular work. Um, but yeah, they've been waiting for everything to go back to normal because so they can just you know earn that back, get back to what they were doing before. Let's, uh, let's then, transition a little bit to like not the indies because the indies is just to me right now incredibly depressing and a giant. Oh, very sad. Mark. Yep. Yeah, very sad. Um, let's talk about the the granddaddy of them all. WrestleMania is not this weekend; it's the following weekend. It's the first ever exclusively on the Peacock Network. Now, mm-hmm. I might be in the minority here, but I absolutely love that the WWE Network is now on Peacock because mm-hmm. this normalizes my desire to watch things like WrestleMania and the Big Four and other occasional pay per views and stuff like that. Where the WWE Network makes it seem like a fetish for normies i can totally see that yeah it, when you have when it's like on a, se- a separate thing it, it does make it seem mm-hmm. like a, a weird little niche thing it, it's like um it's like Crunchyroll, the uh which is the anime streaming service i'm not yeah. watching anything on Crunchyroll, but if that goes on netflix i'm watching it straight away do you know what i mean <laughs> I absolutely agree yeah this is where everyone now has to go to watch the office yeah exactly well yeah that was i mean that was a huge that's a huge deal like if people and like i know a lot of people who love the office and wrestling and i was like hey those two things are in the same place for you now now what your job once again you're a little bit more plugged in what's the general consensus from your limited point of view 
So initially, when the deal was announced, what that WWE Network was making the jump to Peacock, a lot there was so there was some confusion. Like there was some confusion where people were like, "Well, how's that going to work? Is it going to be? Is it going to just is is it just going to be the WWE Network, but you know, with a little Peacock logo on it, or is everything just moving to the actual Peacock app and then it's going to have its own channel, or they're going to mix everything in?" You know. Um, and so there was some confusion there and then and then and then it seemed like people started to warm to the idea because it sat because from a consumer standpoint it seemed like a much better deal because mm-hmm. you're paying 10 bucks for the network basically pay you you're, you're, the amount you're paying isn't going to increase but then you're getting the network and peacock and then if you yeah. want it without ads you can pay a little bit more um so that seemed like a good deal but then we found out that it wasn't which which you know we were foolish to think that this would be the case anyway but we found out that it wasn't all gonna just they weren't gonna just flip a switch and everything was gonna magically appear on peacock um it's kind of they're sort of drip feeding content over like over from the network to peacock and then but not only that they were also um like sort of going going through everything with a fine tooth comb to take out uh stuff that doesn't meet uh nbc universal's contemporary standards um so yeah a lot of stuff's coming over with a lot of offensive material removed um and it looks like it's going to be they said like august or something until they think everything is going to be completely switched i think that might be a bit optimistic but we'll see what Okay, so for those that I mean, if you're listening to this, you know what the network is. But the network's been in existence for what, like six years, seven years at this point? Almost seven, yeah. 2014, it okay. launched, yeah, and then WrestleMania 30 was the first WrestleMania there you on go. there. Yeah. If you haven't watched what you've wanted to watch by now, you could wait until August. You've had yeah. the runway to watch it, and and once again, I understand that like not everything was on the network right away, and they were up until the Peacock deal where they were still adding old stuff to the network. That mm-hmm. being said, who ca- like really this is so such a minuscule bullshit thing to be upset about. You're paying yeah. less to get the exact same current wrestling product. And then if you want to go to the archives, you've had 7 years to go in the archives. You could be able to go back in the archives fully once again in August. And mm-hmm. also the internet still exists. It's not like well, exactly, okay, yeah, there's ways to get it. Thing. The self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior is not available on the network. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the network has itself has a bunch of stuff that isn't on there as well. So yeah, you, exactly. You, if you want to, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's ways to access this stuff. It's not. I think there's some preservation concerns there because I think there's a bunch of stuff they think is going to be gone forever. Like, so the in the the rest of the world, so like people in the UK, for example, the network isn't going anywhere. They're keeping their yeah. network subscription. So even if you wanted, if you really wanted to, you could use a VPN and figure out a way i mean it's easy for me because i obviously have a uk address and stuff so i can just use a vpn i can keep my network account and just use a vpn and watch wwe network uk which has exactly the same stuff on it um so that's you know that's another option it's almost like i think there's a lot of people now that think having a uk a uk wwe network subscription is like having song of the south on vhs (laughs) 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 where it's like oh it's it's the holy grail it's preserved now do you believe that this well that i mean i don't believe do you think that this network transition to peacock might actually increase the popularity 
of um, and this was another thing that people were talking about. I think rest- wrestling fans can get a bit protective and they're very cynical. And I did see a lot of people being like, this isn't going to like this. Nobody who um, who doesn't watch professional wrestling or isn't interested in professional wrestling is going to just be flicking through their Peacock app and see wrestling and be like, oh, I want to watch that. Um, I don't know about that. I think they'll. Here's, I th- here's, I th- here's how I res- here's how I think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Now I know I just asked you a question. I completely interrupted. Oh you no! Please, 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 please give people a better answer than me. <laughs> Young Rock is one of the most popular shows right now on mm-hmm. NBC. So if you watch Young Rock, or for example, I watch Curious George with my kid on the Peacock app. Right? Mm-hmm. What does it do? It plays me the next Curious George, and then underneath it, when I go to the homepage, it's like suggested programming. If I'm mm-hmm. watching Young Rock, and then it suggests like the best Stone Cold versus Rock rivalry, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, thirteen, and I don't really know, I might watch that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't underestimate the power of that stuff. Yeah, it's that Netflix algorithm of like you just watch this. Here's the other reality show that you Mm -hmm. might like next. That's all. Well, either way, this is a huge. This is a. This is very beneficial for WWE, right? They're 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 laughing all the way to the bank with this deal. Um, I think a lot of people were sort of questioning maybe what is NBC getting out of this? Well, they're just getting hundreds of thousands of hours of more content for their for their you know flagship streaming service that they just launched and con- you know that's all that matters for that's all that matters to them and, and, and you know it's like we're saying they're bringing it up to scratch by you know cutting um roddy roddy piper's blackface out of it and etc <laughs> yeah that makes it easier for me because like i'm that that's my favorite wrestler and uh yeah i'm not I'm yeah really proud of that so if anything well, i'm like yeah exactly. now when you show it to people you can be like look perfectly normal wrestler no well not normal eccentric but no not racist at all i love how that was brought up but like are you just gonna like edit all of wrestlemania 20 like are you not gonna have the benoit this is what i don't yeah well this is another thing i'm not i actually not sure what's going on with the benoit stuff i i I, personally i hope that they are just initial they're they're just doing like an initial edit and then eventually they're going to put everything on their normal but with a disclaimer like how disney you know disney plus has the like you know Mm -hmm disclaim at the beginning of some of the racially insensitive stuff um i would hope they would do that i don't know the chris, chris benoit stuff like if you cut all of his stuff out of there it's gonna make a lot of that stuff it's gonna make a lot of stuff from his period of time like very um you know we're just gonna be very noticeably different um well on short. the network all they did was um they took away the markers so you couldn't like pick that match for sure oh yeah they took out open. mention of his name they took out all mention of his name in all the descriptions as well and um, i think they did the same with hogan for a while where like you couldn't just fast forward to like yeah. the, the final match of wrestlemania's one through eight yeah so we know they have the ability to do it and then undo it basically um the Benoit stuff, yeah, like are they just going to cut the main event of WrestleMania 20 out? So then it's just going to end on. <laughs> so WrestleMania 20 is just going to end on some. I I don't remember exactly, but I presume the the mat the match before the WrestleMania 20 main event was like a bikini brawl or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you looking forward to this WrestleMania? WrestleMania um, 37, and but really quick, I don't know about you. I really hope the Peacock era brings back the numbers because it gets confusing. Mm, you mean how many people have been watching it 
No, like they stopped at the numbers with WrestleMania 30. Then it was like WrestleMania. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I hope so. I've been calling it. I know in pieces I've been writing. I've been saying WrestleMania 37 just because really that just makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh so, yeah. Are you looking forward to WrestleMania 37? For the most part, yeah. I'm gonna have a lot of work to do, but yeah, I'm def. There's a, there's a few. There's quite a few matches on there that I'm looking forward to. Um. It's over two nights, which I think they should. I mean, it's it's really hard for them to do it over two nights permanently because obviously venues are going to be booked up for other events and stuff, and they're taking advantage of COVID to to have this at the same venue and two nights in a row. But that just to me that just makes much more sense because it's such a long show and splitting it in two is just really just I don't know, it just works better. Like even the even last WrestleMania didn't have obviously didn't have a crowd at all, but even it being over two nights was made a big difference. And yeah, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And then there's a whole week of wrestling. Loads the of week stuff. of wrestling around WrestleMania usually was like one of the top 10 highlights of the year. But this year, it's to me the most cringeworthy. Uh, yeah, well, there's still... So yeah, it's funny because you've still got a bunch of um, independent promotions are still putting on shows in the uh, Jacksonville. Uh, wait, where is it? Tampa, in the Tampa area. Yeah. Um, so you've still got a few shows doing... You've still got a few uh, indie promotions coming down. It's not It's not going to be anywhere near as big as it normally is under normal circumstances where it's like the whole the whole town just becomes like mm-hmm. wrestle, wrestling town, basically. And there's all other promotions and indie shows and stuff going on. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a bit cringeworthy this year for, the, for some of the indie shows because there's still going to be socially distanced and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I am. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the first WrestleMania in your current hometown next year, uh, post COVID, because I feel like that's going to be maybe like maybe on par with like the Pontiac Silverdome WrestleMania three. Like, yeah, you think it's going to be a real big one? Yeah, just because like that yeah. stadium is brand new and beautiful, and in uh-huh. theory, COVID will be handled. All the indie shows can go on. It's in LA where people already want to be. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be here, it was supposed to be here this year, so it was really, yeah. really really depressing. So if I wanted to go to WrestleMania, I'd have to go to Tampa, and I don't want to do that, especially during a go? pandemic. No, 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 <laughs> no. Oh wait, so the one in LA or the one in Tampa? No, no, no. I, obviously you're going to LA. Yeah, yeah, Tampa. No way. I not. I I wouldn't want to go there anyway, and I definitely don't want to go there during a pandemic. No offense to Tampa. I'm sure it's lovely. I just don't like traveling that far <laughs> for <Yeah>. work. <laughs> I am not disappointed i guess i'm resigned that no there's been seemingly no talk about unionization after vince has another two billion dollar deal with peacock and just no money's really trickling down anywhere it's not shocking at all it's not surprising Mm -hmm. in the least it's just depressing does that make sense yeah i mean he's designed an ecosystem that's just made it very difficult for anyone to want to speak out and do anything like that it's just kind of weird i mean and there are no, wrestlers there like go on go on go on no who's the wrestler there that's like talking i was gonna about say well i think Sami Zayn is i don't know if yeah. he's like mouthing off backstage about unionization constantly but i mean it's not uh it's not very hard to decipher that that's something that he supports you know oh well, obviously um, and that's why he's always yeah. portrayed as the villain but the oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. the thing that makes to me like the clear relation here is the jesse ventura argument that like you're using my likeness on all these videos in the 90s and then mm-hmm. we're gonna go to court and you have you pay me those fees now that you're on peacock how are you not part of sag after exactly well this is a good point man i mean they've got 
they have a very good case. I mean, even without the Peacock deal, they have like a big case because their likeness is on all these video games. They're, I don't know, it's just they just don't have any collective bargaining power. And I think the, I think a lot of them just think, well, I don't need any because I'm already getting mine. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, it's, you know, what about this? A lot of lower card guys that are in all the games and have action figures, but they're not on TV every, every week. But I wonder if the, NFL players union will have an XFL players union or if the rock won't allow that serious yeah, question. Yeah. Good point. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You mean, oh yeah. Cause it, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. We'll It'll see. Interesting. Oh wait, I think that was a big, the regional, the, the regional XFL. I don't think they had a union. Did they? Wasn't that, I remember that kind of remember that being like a th- whole thing. Like they weren't. Well, that, I, go on. I, I clearly cannot speak to this. I did not do my research, but um, I wonder if that was part of the Peacock deal with uh, with the WWE. Like they know they're going to probably work with The Rock again for the XFL mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe just tack this on, and that's the supplemental programming that like that marries the sitcom viewer and the NFL. Sorry, the XFL viewer is the wrestling. Could be, man. Um, Vince, and also Vince does have some weird long relationship with NBC. I don't. Oh yeah, without Vince, you could say SNL goes off the air. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. During the There's big a whole history years, there. Yeah, I mean, the Saturday Night's main event was massive. You don't get the popularity of WrestleMania without the Saturday Nights on NBC. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. the history's been there, but like, <laughs> SmackDown was what two billion dollars from Fox. So yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of money. It's I, it's crazy. People, I feel like I don't want to say people overpay for this stuff because maybe I'm sure there's some value in it somewhere. But every time a wrestling, uh, a WWE thing gets announced, like WWE programming is going to be on this network and they're paying this much, it always seems like really like it doesn't seem like it's worth that, especially when you look at the viewership. But I think a lot of it is there's there's more to it than just viewership, you know. Um, there's other... we're all just lying to ourselves and it's actually not more than viewership and it's just this is the like one p- thing you could do throughout an entire pandemic and people yeah, will we'll watch s- regardless I guess we'll see won't we sink, sink or swim for for WWE <laughs> you me them everybody is made by me Brandon Weatherby our theme music is by Daniel Knox our art is by Jillian Ron you can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you, me, them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at sign Y M T E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family. I'll be keeping.